Blog Talk Radio. Time for another episode of Parenting Your Challenging Child. We do this once a month during the school year, um, which means our last uh, Parenting Your Challenging Child podcast is next month, May. Uh, Then we take a break for the summer and we'll be back in September. Um, Welcome to the program. I am joined on today's program by Kim Hopkins-Betts, our Director of Outreach at Lives in the Balance. Kim, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, thanks. How about you? I am well. And we are also joined by Stella, who has not been able to be on the program for a while. Stella, welcome back. Thank you so much. We are very glad to have you back on the program. Um, We have lots of emails to get through, but Stella, I don't know if you want to kick off the program today, if you want to um, give us any insights about your life these days with a behaviorally challenging kid, obviously no pressure, but uh, (laughs) what do you want us to know, if anything? Well, um, I would like to let everyone know that um, my son is beginning to thrive in a residential treatment center um, in Utah that we found uh, thanks to incredible educational consultants that um, collaborated not only with us and the treatment center and with you, Dr. Green um, to make sure that this place is going to be the right fit and six weeks in it is the right fit um they have a staff that is caring for him um very well including several of the therapists that are very nurturing um we speak to him on the phone now once a week and then have a family skype therapy session with him and his therapist once a week and actually my husband and i um are flying there this weekend to have our first face-to-face visit with him next week on campus. Number one, congratulations. Number two, you must be very relieved um, because I know that entrusting your child to the care of others is about as scary as it gets, but um, I'm glad you're going to get to lay eyes on him and glad that things are going well. Thank you. Yeah, it really um, it was scary, and it took the the saying it takes a village. It took a village to help convince me that this was the right way to go. And then it took, as you know, Dr. Green, it took multiple weeks to convince my son to get in that car and make the trip. Um, he felt pretty frustrated that, as he says, we ditched him in Utah, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but alongside feeling homesick um, he's also developing some friendships and some relationships and most importantly learning 
um, as, as he described to his therapist during a breakthrough, learning that he can stop negative thoughts. And he's very happy about that. So um, it's, it's been a long road. It's going to continue to be a long road, but we are certainly on, on the right path. We are happy for you. We are happy for him. And we are happy that he is finally getting the help that he needs after many trials and tribulations that you all went through trying to find him the right help. Um, you know, obviously most kids who are behaviorally challenging don't need residential care. Yours was one who did. And um, always good to know that good help is out there if you um, look hard enough. Um, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for your help with all of that, too. Now, Stella, it's time to put you to work. Um, we've got a okay. caller on the line already, but before we take on our caller, we are going to give the phone number to call in on. It's 347-994-2981, and then press the number 1. We have a caller from area code 707, which I am seeing is out on the West Coast, area code 707. You are on the air. What's up? How can we help you out? Hi. Um, my name's Rachel. And don't use names, I'm though. trying <laughs> Oh. Oh no, don't use my own name. Well, don't <laughs> use the names of your kids, but we don't want you to be recognizable. Okay. <laughs> All right, no problem. Um, this is my first time. Well, I tried calling in last month and didn't make it on in time. Um, I have two boys, they're ten and eight. And um, they both really struggle at school. Um, and I have been um, trying to apply um, the collaborative corrective solutions problem solving model um, with them, I guess, at school, trying to get, trying to work with the teachers and the administration to use it. And so I have questions about that and about applying it and kind of things that we've run into. And then also just kind of generally, um, I think I'm just going to have to pull them out of school. So maybe even just some direction on, you know, when to, when to quit trying with an institution, I guess I could say. Got it. So, so ask away. Where do you We're ready want? for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're, they're 10 and 8. I'll start with my oldest. He's 10 and um, he's in the fourth grade. They're at a Waldorf charter school and it's a wonderful school. I do love it very much. Um, he, so he's been with the same teacher for two and a half years and he will be with her potentially through eighth grade. Um, his behavioral talent, I mean, he's always been explosive. Um, that was exactly how I referred to him, where he would just, like, heat up really quickly and explode. Um, and um, and let's see, but it seems like his challenges really started in second grade when he got a new teacher, because he had a kindergarten teacher, and then he had a different teacher for first grade. Um, and so I've always felt like the environment was really chaotic, and she didn't follow through on, she just didn't have very good boundaries. She would 
move the boundaries, and she still does for kids. Um, so that's become really challenging because now after two and a half years of me talking to her and talking to administration and bringing, you know, bringing up these things that aren't working for him, he's just deteriorated um, to the point where January, February, he was just screaming and shrieking and melting down in class. And I would hear about it from him, and she wasn't reporting anything to me. She kind of just tolerates behavior. Um, so the classroom environment can be really chaotic. Um, and she's kind of scattered. And so I start, so I pulled him out for a couple of days because things had just gotten to the point where I really didn't even feel like he was safe, like kids were just getting hurt, and she seemed kind of unaware. Um, so we haven't really done much as far as applying the the method. I really tried, I um, researched it and started trying to understand it more. I've, I haven't read completely your books, but I've, you know, read most of them and <laughs> done what I can as a mom. Um, and, but now it's like she's, she's like mad at me and won't even talk to me, but I've got like barely, I mean, the, our communication with the teacher is so bad, but I have the resource teacher who's awesome and she's really trying and I actually gave her um, lost at school and she read it, parts of it, um, but it's just still really difficult despite, and I gave a whole bunch of stuff and links and everything to the teacher and everybody tells me that they're reading all of it, um, but they're still not getting it. Um, they were thinking that the all step would be like filled out weekly and the way, and she filled it out on her own and all of the unsolved problems that she wrote are all behaviors like screaming and blowing up because he had to go to the homework room for recess, um, things like that. They're all like clearly like the negative behavior. So it's like just so hard. They're, they're not getting it. Um, so that's as far as I've gotten with him trying to apply it. Um, and then with my other son, he's eight. He's in second grade, and and my older you son know what? also before has. We move on, before we move on to kid uh -huh. number two, let's yeah. let's walk through kid number one, um, just so okay. that we can take them one at a time and not meld the two. Sounds good. Um, yeah. And let me ask Kim and Stella if they'd like to jump in here for um, – I certainly have some ideas about where we need to start, but my ideas on where to start are almost always the same. But uh, Kim, Stella, want to jump in here? I'd like to hear uh -oh. where you're going to start, Dr. Green. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Stella. 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 Well, you did write the book. <laughs> yeah, but Stella. I know. Okay. All right, I'll well, start. I can, I can uh, jump in. <laughs> do, are you sure? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give one tiny little bit of insight here. Um, Go ahead. I was also the, a mom that went um, – tete-a-tete, you know, just head-to-head -head with teachers over and over and over again and with the team. And um, in hindsight, when my son was in fourth, fifth grade and going into, well, honestly, I didn't, I didn't even know about the explosive child until after fifth grade. So, but once I came across the, the model and start, started my way through the LSEP, um, I was not very diplomatic in how I approached the team and the classroom teachers. 
Um, and I uh, hold a lot of responsibility in in the way that I kind of try to force it um, very, very strongly. Um, and I see a lot of comments on the Facebook page called the B Team. Are you on the B Team, by the way? No. Okay. The B Team is a is a closed Facebook group for parents that okay. are working on this. If you look up the B team and ask to join, uh, Kim is actually the admin on that, and myself and about five other um, moms are moderators in there. Great. Um, and if you look for um, IEP, uh, hashtag IEP success, plan B success, uh, teacher success, if you do these hashtags or search through there, you're going to see a lot of threads that um, the original posters began with explanations of how they went from fighting with a classroom teacher about utilizing the LSEP and implementing the model to actually working with teachers yeah. on it. <clears throat> and the 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 way to um, create that relationship starts really with your application of the model at home and um, your application um, of, of utilizing the ALSUP in such a way that is helping your child at home. And then you can model that automatically um, yeah. towards the child's team. Dr. Green, that's where I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stella, I thought you did great. Thank I miss you, Stella. <laughs> I miss you too, Kim. Kim, do you want to jump in, or you want me to jump in? Um, I think that I was going to say uh, somewhat of what Stella said, as far as you know, the also the, the unsolved problem example you gave that the school came up with that had behavior at the beginning of it, right? But then uh-huh. did potentially have the beginning of an unsolved problem. Um, may, kind of made me think that it sounds like you understand, you know, how to write unsolved problems being behavior-free and theory-free and neutral mm-hmm. and um, split, you know, and, and specific. And so, um, you know, I didn't know where your relationship is at with them to maybe kind of say what Stella said, take the LSEP you have for him at home, now those are going mm-hmm. to be home examples, right? But yeah. to sort of say, just so you know, this is what we're working on at home. We're working on difficulty ending computer time to come to dinner. We're working, on, you know, and so that is just another way to show them and model without kind of being in your face about, yeah. about um, you know, well, you're, you know, you guys are still working on behavior. I mean, that's, I, I think it's really good news that there, you have some folks who are willing to talk to you about it. I think um, that's really good news. And there's a learning curve, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just all I would highlight. Good. So the only things I would add are that, um, you know, it's a little messy. Um, we yeah. have – a classroom environment that you feel is not ideal for your child. Um, we have a teacher who is barely speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have your child melting down. We have 
we still don't have a list of lagging skills and unsolved problems, a completed LSUP. So we're still um, mm, and it gets flailing worse around. too, Dr. Green. <laughs> it gets worse than that too. <laughs> I'm also not with their father, and their father works for a school um, that takes kids who are kicked out of out of normal public schools. Um, and he's he and the teacher are so excited about rewards programs and which obviously have failed to work in the past two and a half years. Um, so he's going home to his father every weekend and getting punished and he doesn't even know what he's getting punished for. So that <laughs> just adds an right. even it, further messiness and complication. Just when you think it couldn't get worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that, what, what that, what that adds to in my mind is the fact that, um, there's no consensus. There's no meeting of the minds here. Yeah. We don't have everybody on the same page, and that extends beyond the classroom teacher. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be a hard thing to sort of cobble back together. Now, this school that he's in, I got the impression that it's not a public school. It's a charter school. So it's a, it's a um, Waldorf Method so, charter school, so it's technically a public school, but they follow Waldorf Method. Technically, it is a public school. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And is it his home public school? Um, is it the school well, he would normally attend? N no, the public school he would normally attend is a normal elementary school, um, but they're Got actually it. right next to each other, and we live 20 minutes away from both of them. So. Okay. So the, the good news is you do have another school option. Um, I just, the part, believe it or not, the part that I worry about the most is that the teacher is barely talking to you because that suggests yeah. that we've reached a breakdown in communication that isn't going to be productive for anybody. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be very hard to get a meeting of the minds um, you know, your, uh, the, the boy's father, uh, the fact that he's on the same page as the teacher, but you're on a completely different page, and the yeah. uh, aide in the classroom is on a completely different page. There does need to be um, a meeting of the minds here so that people can move forward on some cohesive approach to understanding and helping your 10-year-old son. And that's not mm -hmm. in place at the moment. Now, the, technically, the ALSIP should get you there, but I guess what I'm especially thinking is you may need some help. You may yeah. not be able to do this all on your own. Um, mm -hmm. It actually kind of sounds that way to me. And we do have on the CPS Connection website some certified providers in the Bay Area, and mm -hmm. some of them may be able to help you out. Okay. Because I... I I'm starting to wonder, can you pull this off all by yourself with um, the boy's father on a completely different page, the teacher on a completely different page, barely talking to each other, your son is melting down in the classroom, the classroom's disorganized. It feels like there's a need here for a third party to kick in and mm -hmm. maybe um, do some blocking for you. Um, right, so, yeah. you know, my standard response is, Let's have an ALSIP meeting and let's get everybody on the same page. But 
I don't know how feasible that's going to be for you to be able to do all on your own, given the circumstances that you're describing. So I guess my main advice is get on that CPS Connection website, see if one of the certified providers there are able to help you out here. I just Mm -hmm. am not positive you're going to be able to do this all by yourself. Yeah. No, that's good to hear. Um, Because yeah, even with even with the resource teacher, who we do have a really good, open, honest communication, even when we disagree with each other, um, even even with her, you know, she just doesn't have the time to try to understand it. And even she was frustrated. She's like, "I'm trying to do it, but I just don't get it." And um, right. So. And it does does sound like not only an ELSIP meeting, but it does sound like the folks who you're working with, they're reading parts of the books, they are trying to write unsolved problems. So it doesn't sound like people aren't trying, but it does sound like they may need more than what the books alone are going to be able to provide to them. Um, Boy, all of this just sounds to me like you're going to need somebody out in your area to do some blocking for you. Thankfully, we do have some certified providers out there, and my bet is that one of them would be able to help you out. Okay. I am about two hours away from the Bay, but (laughs) Uh, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) It's worth a try for sure. Um, When you you go to the the cpsconnections.com website, and you click on the providers list, um, just know that the list is set up so that um, first it lists outpatient providers, and then if you keep scrolling about halfway down the page, it will list the certified school-based providers. So okay. make sure that you, you take your time to keep scrolling on that list. And um, And, like, for me, I ended up reaching out to two or three of these certified providers once once things completely got out of control for me um, that mm-hmm. were like in different states. And I found out the ones that would um, give me advice through email. Some even did some phone call sessions with my husband and I. And mm-hmm. um, and so you know don't don't limit yourself only to a provider that's as close as possible. Take a right. look and reach out to a couple of people because you, you never know who it is that, that's going to be able to step in and help you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Now, do you want to tell us about your eight-year-old? Yeah. So um, with my eight-year-old, um, he's a little bit different just in that I feel like my older son kind of fits like the explosive child picture fits that fits that box. Um, my younger boy, um, it's really been difficult to advocate for him because his behavior it, it all comes out as you know being silly, being disrespectful. You know he acts like he doesn't. People say he acts like he doesn't care. He's laughing. Um, and so, but I know that he carries tons of shame and fear, and you know we've worked with aggression um most of his life um, but I've worked really hard with his teacher, and we are working together. We had an all set meeting together, and we wrote out a bunch of unsolved problems um 
we did our you know we did our best to follow the model but now the way we are applying it is pretty haphazard and so i have some questions about that um so i think we had our all set meeting three weeks ago and we decided to each take two unsolved problems to work on and i do have trouble with her following through on things and um that's always been really hard so as far as I know, she has not done any Plan B meetings with him. And I haven't even done the ones that we wrote down because immediately the next week he was having days that were so off track that we kind of went more to like the, and I don't even, I'm, I don't think I'm using the term correctly, but the emergency Plan B where it was just like, you know, we had these things happen. You know, he was kicked out of school um, a couple of times, and so. I so I, well, the day that he was suspended, I texted me and said that it was such a bad day, and I said, "Well, what was what expect expectations was he having difficulty meeting?" And then she responded with all of the different things that had happened, um, including some behavior, but it didn't matter. I could pick through that. Um, and so then when I got him, then and I had to pick him up early from school. But so I just kind of have done like our plan B's like in the car during bath time while jumping on the trampoline, like where I've just kind of been working it in. And I know I missed some, you know, some pieces, like I missed like the adult concern step at one point and just went from, you know, listening to him to, okay, let's, you know, what can we do about this? What kind of things would help you? Um, to, you know, to meet your teacher's expectation to sit quietly during her instructions. Um, so, so like I said, it's been pretty haphazard, um, but I've mostly felt good about it. I feel like he's he's talking to me more about school because he's, he's pretty introverted and just won't tell me what's happening. Um, and so I feel really good about that we've been able to talk more. I feel like like the model, I'm I'm a hand-in-hand -hand parent. I don't know if you guys are familiar with hand-in-hand -hand parenting. Um, Patty Whitfler is the founder. Um, but the the philosophies that you have and that hand-in-hand -hand parenting has are the same, that, you know, kids do well when they can. Um, and so I have that basis, but I feel like my efforts to apply the plan B with him have helped me to better apply empathy and connection um, to when he's having these problems. Because, you know, when you're, they're not with you, it's like, what can you do? You can't respond in the moment you're not there. And so I feel like it's really helped me after the fact to talk to him. So I feel really good about that. Um, but then we would kind of come up with some solutions, and then I would just text his teacher, okay, this is what he'd like to try. And mm -hmm. then sometimes she does it and sometimes she doesn't. And I've asked her a couple of times, like, have you been able to have a Plan B meeting with him yet? You know, I really feel good about – like, you know, the, he feel, I know I see him feeling safer. I see him feeling more secure. I see him opening up more, and he needs that at school too. Um, and I just feel like the more – I feel like part of what is so magical about this is that – not even magical, but that the more that he feels heard and listened to, that he's going to be able to ask for help, and he's going to be able to, you know, these, they won't even become problems because he can learn to ask for help because he feels safe. So – um, that's kind of where we are um, with that, and we and I do have a couple of unsolved problems that I wasn't sure how to write that we were stuck on how to write um, 
specifically enough. And um, and then the other problem with him um, is that is that you know he you know my older son's teacher doesn't send him out of class when he's melting down. Um, they get my younger son. He his behavior is so disruptive to the whole class um, that she works really hard with him in class and then eventually has to send him out. And what I'm hearing from people. I, from uh, other adults at school is just that he's out of control, that they couldn't control him, and that he's just getting kicked from class to class to class to class. Um, and so I think we're struggling there with getting other um, staff on board to be to talk to him, you know, and listen empathetically rather, you know, because he's so, so sensitive to shame, and he just he gets really scared and shuts down, and then you see that behavior that looks like disrespect and defiance and all of that. So I'm struggling to get more support from other staff besides the teacher because she can't be there for him when she has to send him out and continue running her class. Um, and so in our schools also in a transition where we haven't our administrator left and we've had like a substitute administrator, but she's only here part time and we're getting a new administrator last year or next year. So we're also kind of in this crazy transition, and my son's teacher is leaving, so he won't be with her next year. So, or whereas, you know, usually with Waldorf, they're with that teacher um, for their entire elementary years. So that's him. Tell, tell us the unsolved problems that you need help wording. It sounds, it sounds like with your eight-year-old, um, except for the fact that, Things are uh, the behavior is sometimes a little bit more out of control. Things are heading in the right direction as it relates to collaborating with the people who are working with him at school. If I have that right, what are the two yeah, unsolved problems that you somewhat. want help wording? Yeah, I think only somewhat because the teacher is mostly on board, but not hasn't really followed through, um, and the rest of the staff. Um, so if he gets sent out of the classroom, he's going to office staff or teachers who are not interested in learning about what we're trying to do. Um, or And the, the substitute administrator has just said, you know, I, I see the value of it, but we just don't have time and we just don't have staff. And, you know, and plus she's only going to be here temporarily. So, um Let's see. Um, okay, I was just flipping through my notes trying to find the ones that we were struggling with. While you're looking, I just had a couple yes. of thoughts about the system. Um, I get the teachers leaving. Um, I'm not mm -hmm. clear on what is getting in her way of falling through, and it could just be that she's simply new at it and doesn't feel really great about her ability to do it. It could be time. It could be many other things. So I would be curious to know that um, so that maybe something in there can get shifted. Um, yeah. But it does sound she tends like even to just, like, stop responding to emails. She just kind of doesn't do yeah. stuff and then doesn't respond. So I think it's 
kind of just like an introverted avoidant response, like, I don't want to do this. I, I don't know, because it's happened lots of time over the past couple of years. Um, sure. so that, that's kind of a, that's a difficult one. It can certainly be overwhelming to get this going, but I agree. It does sound yeah. like it, it, it's moving, although it's not where you'd like it to be. It certainly sounds like it's starting anyway, and, yeah. and people are thinking it through. Did you find the unsolved problems that you had trouble with? Um, I can't. I can't really find any. I think. I mean, I think most of them are okay. Well, this one's not very specific. It just says difficulty not interrupting desk partner while working. Um, maybe I can read them. Maybe I can just read a bunch to you guys, and then you can give well, me some feedback. With that one, with that one, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, the expectation I would ra- I would phrase it more positively to be a little more neutral about what it is uh-huh. he should be doing, not what he shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah, that also okay. sounds a little behaviory. And then I would be I didn't hear the end of it, but I would be specific about what it is he's working on when he's having difficulty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was I think where sometimes we ran into struggles where it was like it's all the time and so that was a hard one to be Mm, so yeah you know and so then we certainly say let's think about some recent specific examples and maybe you'll there'll be seven that come to mind and that would be okay Um, but we would want to list them separately and just pick one to start with so that he's not overwhelmed and we're not overwhelmed and he's got a shot of actually reflecting on what we're asking about yeah can I ask okay. questions also about about these unsolved problems? Are uh-huh. are these unsolved problems um, conversations that you're having at home with your Plan Bs, or are these unsolved problems that you're helping towards so that you can sit down with his teachers and have the Plan B? Um, I'm not sure if I understand. Stand. I'm probably I must I'm probably doing it wrong. So we met no. and did it all set. Okay. Okay. So we we met. She and I met together and did it all set. And we wrote these unsolved problems. And then Good. the idea was that we would each take a couple, and that then we would in. Oh, sorry. Can you guys hear me still? No, no, go ahead. I can. We can. Okay. Okay. My Bluetooth died. Sorry. Um, okay. So then I would individually, what we've been doing, well, except that we haven't even worked on these ones. We've just worked on emergency things that have come up. Um, and so I'm doing, basically, I'm doing the plan B with him and then texting her or emailing her whatever we come up with. And then okay. I've asked her to then kind of have like a, final little problem solving conversation with them like oh your mom said that you wanted to try you know a fidget ring during main lesson um and you know so that's that's the piece that it's like we're just trying we're just doing what we can but it's all worked into like I said the middle of like we're jumping on the trampoline we're doing errands we're in the bath or he's in the bath um oh yeah so whatever, I just whatever so yeah, whatever some, the scenario is that gets them talking to you is is great. Do you recognize okay. any of the unsolved problems that you came up with with the teacher 
that are also unsolved problems that you see at home? Yes. Okay. Um, there are, they're great, similar. Yeah. That's a great way then, in, in my opinion, to kind of bridge the gap, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can come up with solutions. So let's, let me just do a hypothetical here. If he's having difficulty um, doing work on a worksheet in math, in class, and you notice mm-hmm. that at home he has difficulty doing the math worksheet for homework, and that's when some of those um, behaviors crop up at home, then mm-hmm. you can, you know, in the trampoline or in the bath time or wherever that conversation happens where you get him talking. Um, and I also have a younger son that holds things in, so I completely empathize with you on that one. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, then you can not only be working on having that conversation towards an unsolved problem um, that you can specifically apply um, a solution at home and then offer up to the teacher, hey, our solution was um, that um, he's going to have a stress ball to squeeze in one hand while he's doing his math worksheet because his concern was that his hand got fidgety and that's why he's making noise. Um, And then you can pass it on to your teacher, like, it's working at home. Why don't you try this in the classroom when he has to do his math worksheet um, to kind of connect the dots. Right. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah, the ones that we specifically – One is saying sorry or taking responsibility. Um, That was under empathizing. Um, And then another one, that was one, that was the main one. So how, I guess maybe you could, I'm looking at all of these. So difficulty not interrupting his desk partner. So I guess it would be difficulty staying focused on his own work or remaining quiet when seated next to his desk partner. Okay. You want to try to leave the word not out of an unsolved problem. Yeah. I'm noticing now how many I have. Not, well, because it's what a, usually comes after behavior. the word not is a behavior. Yeah. I'm seeing that now. <laughs> Um, I've also got, yeah, we had down difficulty not rolling eyes and walking away. That's just a behavior. <laughs> so, <Correct>. right. <laughs> um, That's the other yeah. of the B, the B team. You can try out uh-huh. some of the, your wording for the unsolved problems in the B team, and you're going to get way more comments. There's 20, what, 3,000 people in there, Kim? 22,000? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something like um, that. So yeah. if, you, if you say, "Hey, I'm thinking about using this un, this wording for my son's unsolved problem," um, you're going to get a ton of advice, potentially too much advice, um, but more is better <laughs> than not enough um, on how to word that so that you avoid not only the behavior in there, yeah. but it'll you know it'll come from a 
bunch of individuals that are living the very same scenario alongside you and trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. So, um, yeah, tap into this group and um, okay. and let other people, you know, yeah, because it's – I always struggle with trying to solve unsolved problems on behalf of a teacher at home when mm-hmm. my solution might not be the teacher's solution. Yeah, exactly. So, so what we always say – we always say that the ideal person to solve a problem with a kid is the person whose expectation the kid is having difficulty meeting. Absolutely. Very hard so for do you, you to have solve any, problems for the yeah. public school. So what, do you have recommendations if the teacher, you know, isn't, doesn't have the time and isn't willing to do that, do I just do I just keep doing it kind of this haphazard way? You know, that's I guess that's my other question. Better than I mean, nothing. I still feel like, but yeah, I still feel like it's valuable. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Right. Well, my thought is that you're still um, you're at risk for solutions that are unlikely to work because you can't. Yeah. In the second step of Plan B, the Define Adult Concerns step, you can't get the teacher's concerns on the table. And you always run the risk of coming up with solutions that are not realistic and mutually satisfactory for the teacher or in yeah. the classroom environment. So yeah. I'm back to where I was originally with your other son. Um, mm-hmm. You've got so many balls in the air here. Um, I think that the title of this program should be One Mom, Two Boys, and a Lot of Unsolved Problems. Um, <laughs> you've got a lot of balls in the air, um, and you've got a lot of people you include trying their best with this mm-hmm. but still needing some help to make it as effective as it really could be right now yeah you sound a little bit like the lone ranger you're trying to do it all on your own and you're trying to get folks to help you out here who aren't necessarily willing and who yeah. don't necessarily know how to do it i don't know if that's going to be a winning proposition for you long term even if you should get yeah. lucky and hit right. on a solution that actually does work. The long-term solution is for the folks at school to be doing Plan B with your boys as well. Yeah. And there's really no way around do, it. Yeah. So what do mamas do when I? Because yeah, I mean it's such a big deal for a school to take this on. It it actually shouldn't be such a big deal for them to take it on, but I just don't know if it's practical for you to be able to get them to do it all on your own. So once again, I would recommend that you look at the providers on the CPS Connection website. And you know what? If Mm -hmm. one of them can't do it or if they're too far away, they may know somebody closer to you who at least will be um, CPS friendly, we might say. Um, but one mm-hmm. way or another, it does sound like you're going to need somebody to support you in your efforts to help your two boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very, very, very much. I really appreciate all this time. Our you pleasure. Thanks for calling in. We wish you the best. Thanks. On that note, We do not have time for another call or for another email. But, you know, it's a tough scenario um, to be a parent 
to have a school that you wish was doing things in a certain way, the advice we always give is to find somebody in the building who um, you feel uh, doing things in this way will resonate with. This is sort of something that would appeal to them and for them to give you the lowdown on how to make it happen in the building. Um, boy, this is a mom who's trying really hard to do it all on her own, but doing it all on your own is often not a winning proposition. So we wish her the best, but we certainly hope she can find somebody to help her out in her efforts to help her kids. Stella, it was great to have you on the program again today. We hope you can do it again next month. Thank you. Kim, always great to team up with you on this program. Please do. And on that note, we're going to call it a day for today. Thank you both. We'll be back next month. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.